Welcome to Reconvene 2022, presented by our partner, Appfolio Investment Management, an all-in-one solution empowering general partners to streamline real estate investment management. I'm Moses Kagan. The following conversation is Jay Sherminsky of Lightbulb Capital Group, interviewed by Nick Huber of Bolt Storage. Who's excited for storage? We're going to talk about storage. Okay. We're going to talk about storage. We're going to talk about a little bit of multifamily. We're going to talk about um, how the last two years of this guy's life, his name is uh, Jay Sheminsky. the last two years of your life they could probably write a book on, and the last 11 to 12 years have been absolutely crazy. Um, this is Jay Sheminsky. Um, he sold, let's go ahead and have a seat. Um, let's, be, before we drop the bomb of what happened uh, about a year ago and what you, you did, uh, started planning for about two years before that, let's go straight into the thick of it. You are 30 years old. Your father is a scrappy, you called him like the epitome of a sweaty startup, grit entrepreneur, real estate entrepreneur. He held a mixed bag of real estate, some storage, some retail, some opportunistic investor. And you're working in the back office, 30 years old, and your father tragically passes away. And you are forced to take over the family empire. Um, let's, let's start there. Let's start with how you did that. I mean, the story is incredible. We're gonna get to some of this. But you're 30 years old, you're put in charge of how many folks were at the company, how much real estate, let's, let's just dive right in. Thanks so much for having me, really, really appreciate it. Um, so they, they told me I was gonna be able to talk storage and um, that's why I came. I, I did not know all of you would be here. Um, my wife's just happy because she's sick of hearing about storage. <laughs> he thought he was gonna talk to like a college class <laughs> at first. I guess not. Um, so yeah, no, it was, uh, I, I was involved with the business before. Um, with some marketing, and again, we, we were, you know, my, my dad had a, had a wig business and made some money, and then that was in the 70s and 80s, started trying to buy real estate, and you know, very cap-driven, um, very, you know, uh, there wasn't quite a, a, a central strategy, and um, I wasn't as involved with the storage. Um, I, I, I just wasn't as needed, it was my, my, kind of my dad's baby. My dad actually had some, uh, some land at one point in Amarillo, Texas, got it for like dirt cheap, needed to have something to, to put on it. How about storage? So um, Amarillo, Texas was my dad's first storage and you know, he had no blueprints, just decided, hey, let's do it. What's the worst that could happen, right? Um, so you know, we were very analog and you know, so the first thing like, hey, what do, what do we actually have here? Um, we had, you know, we had uh, about 20 storages, t 10 were in Amarillo and, and 10 were in DFW. Um, some of the, them, the DFW ones were actually, we had some retail. We had a bunch of retail space that was empty. My dad says, hey, let's, let's take a storage. I like storage, it's working in Amarillo. Let's turn the center, which again has a big vacancy in storage. At the time, you know, uh, a lot of cities were a little bit more amenable to that, right? And they, hate, they hate storage investors nowadays, but. Hate it, hate it. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, so it's, it's, it, 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 it started there and, you know, hey, we, we had no internet connection. We had, you know, you know uh, yellow book advertising. We were, yeah, we were old school. I mean, we very, very small back office, no acquisitions guy. How many know. employees were working with you? Uh, we, I mean, we had 10 in the back office, but mm -hmm. mostly just, you know, council, you know, uh, we had, you know, uh, everybody's kind of supporting the storage operation. Mm -hmm. So it was very different. Um, 
So, you know, first, I, I, you know, we had a property under contract. Uh, I, I, I let it go. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't want to build a property I wasn't sure about. I, I had to figure out what I was going to do. Um, and this is 2011? 2011. And yep. then, you know, I... Everybody I, looks to you suddenly to lead the company. It, it, was, it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. My, my dad was my best friend, small family. You know, I have no other, nobody else in my family. So, again, very, very lucky. But it was one of those things where, oh, wow, I don't want to mess up. And, you know, uh, again, I was more scared of... I think failing than I, than I you know, th than anything else. Okay. So, and 2011 was a real estate a trial. So there's some opportunities. Um, what did you attack first, and, and what what direction did you decide to go once you got your bearings, assessed what you had, and you decided let's build an empire. Same thing. Let's 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 build let's, let's buy eight caps shopping centers and try to and it started with shopping centers. Start. I bought a couple shopping centers. Didn't feel great about them. <laughs> said, hey, how do I not have to, I don't want to compete against everybody else. I don't want to go to stuff that's at market, be the same, you know, same strategy. How do I come up with something different? So um, looked at the storage really closely. Hey, why, why are we doing this? And again, I, I, I think previously I, I heard a lot of like, hey, no, this is the way it's done. Like, you know, no, no, you can't do this. No, this is, you know, so I, I think I went ahead and I, I questioned a lot of things. Um, I looked at kind of how we were doing on certain, um, of our existing sites, and I was like, you know, hey, zoning's getting harder. Um, let's let's come up with a strategy here where you know we're I'm able to bite off with uh, one more. Like instead of doing a phase one and a phase two, let's build larger facilities. Let's go let's go a little more vertical. Um, go bigger. When he says go bigger, we're talking. Um, you, you think of an institutional size. So I'm buying twenty thousand square foot self storage facilities. That's our average size property. You're building 200,000 square foot self-storage facilities. Some of, your, some of your sites that you bought were 10, 20, 40 acres. Um, so when we say big, this guy went very, very, very big. It just, why? <laughs> like you, you could go around, buy storage, it's, it's out there, you're yeah. operating, you have the stress of running the management company. Right. What makes you say, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do, I'm gonna build double the size of an institutional size property all in one go. <laughs> it, I, I got looked at a, a, a kind, of, kind of funny in the beginning. And again, <laughs> it takes so long to build. Like, the strategy was kind of questionable from the beginning. Like, like <laughs> why are you doing this? It, you know, it's a big bet. And uh, so, you know, I... I uh, the town planners were looking at your plans. Like, is there a typo here? <laughs> it, it happened. It happened. Um, and, and lenders, like, so normally you do a phase one. Hey, it's successful. Do it, you know, do a, a second phase of the storage. I, I didn't want to do that. And, I, you know, I, I looked, hey... I like this, this location. I think it's gonna be good long-term. Let's, let's, let's bet on it. And let's make the infrastructure, let's create systems, let's, uh, I, I create a new prototype for our building, which is vertical. My, my office was a, a big 40-foot high box with flaps. If, if you have your iPhone, Google all storage right now, and if the first thing that'll pop up is a box with flaps, and that is not a box that's the size of this room. It's, it's about three or four times the size of this room. You drive by the highway, you see these giant boxes in, in Dallas, Fort Worth. We, we trended on Reddit for a little bit. We, were, we, we trended, there was some really good stuff. So, so this is 2011, by 2012 you'd broken ground on a couple of these properties. We, we, and, it, and it takes a yeah. while. Development takes a really long time. Yeah. So you, there must have been some hard years there between 2011 and 2015 when some of these were starting to lease up and really produce and you can recap, re recapitalize them. Yeah, no, it was, it was, and again, you know, sucking cash flow, again, kind of part of the strategy. I mean, you, you want, you don't want to necessarily, you know, make money. You want to have a little bit of a tax shelter. You want to lose a little bit sometimes, if, again, if you have other stuff to support it. But again, no, I, I made a, a pretty big bet on it. And the problem was, 
you know, if you're starting a bunch of sites at the same time, they're all gonna come online at the same time, which operationally, how do you figure out? So, you know, we had to really figure out like systems and like, um, you know, we used to have just one main person overseeing and then people out of site and didn't have any, they were just supposed to sell you. I mean, I, I would call a site and I'd have to ask, you know, cold call, hey, uh, I'd have to tell them what kind of unit I wanted. They weren't selling me. Your own people? My own people. Okay. And I was just like, I, I was so upset. I'm just like, but again, I, you know, I realized, you know, they hadn't, didn't have the tools. We didn't have this, you know, so we, we created a call script. So we really went, you know, hard on technology and created a kind of process. And, you know, we made a big bet, right? I mean, we made a big bet on like, like, you know, hey, like we can do this better. Our management company can figure this out. Um, you know, we, you know, we looked into everything from, you know, uh, we created, you know, a, an internal kind of phone system where it would roll between, you know, sites so our people would answer. Um, in an IVR, we had a, you know, backup call center um, just to for the overflow. We would, we, we could lease over the over the phone and lease online, which was big at the time. So we were really trying to be ahead of a lot of those things. We could geek out on this all day because you're talking to me like a true operator. You have so many folks who think about real estate as passive. I'm going to put my money to work. You're, you're thinking about, this is a business. I need to innovate and run a really good business. And the, 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 the believing that thesis is something I, I, I really saw on you when I started seeing you on Twitter. And it was like, wow, this guy's sharing his playbook. And he's kind of looked at something where people were like, that's too small or, hey, this doesn't work, and made it work and made something that was kind of you know, not necessarily considered a gem into something that was you know, very valuable, literally figuratively. I mean, yeah. how, how did you, when you first kind of created that thesis, people thought you were crazy? Oh, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna use this, nobody, there's no need for this? Like, yeah, the internet, what, what, what the, internet's, saying? the internet's coming on in a way that it was in 2011, 12, when everybody had a smartphone and they could call your places and start to rent. It was just more advanced and these small facilities had been, you know, pretty ignored. So here we are uh, in 2022, to going into 23 and the big, the REIT last week just bought a portfolio of remotely managed self-storage facilities, um, which is encouraging, scary, a mixed emotion for a lot of the self-storage investors here. But yeah, it's, it's all operations, right? It's finding a way to run a business just like you did. So yeah, 2011, 13, 11, 12, 13, you're building, you're building, you're building. At what point was it just like, okay, I'm gonna double down here and we're not just gonna have 20 properties we're, we're going to build 50 of these. We're going to have over, th what was it, six, over 5 million square feet of storage. We had, we had eight, 8 million square feet at one point. 8 million square feet of storage. So <laughs> you had many chances to cash out the self-storage portfolio. Absolutely. People, from 2013 to 17, storage was very hot. It was growing every year. Mm -hmm. There was so much development, so much, it was frothy back then. It's even frothier now. But like, thanks a lot for that, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, you were, uh, you, you had to turn down generational wealth from brokers, from people who wanted to acquire your property. And at first it was five million, then it was 10, then it was 20, then it was 50, then it was 100. You fast forward to last year, we'll just go ahead and tell people what happened. Um, a, a news article, I, what we can all find online when we Google Jay Schmensky is, you know, a, a man might float his portfolio for $1 billion. Well, you weren't sure about that. You think, I think it might need to be 1.3 billion. You tell me in the back that um, it started getting bid up and you closed this portfolio a year ago for $1.5 billion is what you sold your 50 self-storage facilities, 8 million square feet of storage.
and just as a testament to how crazy this man that I'm sitting here is, he, he didn't go on vacation. Everybody's calling him after the closing saying, you know, congratulations, are you going to go to Venice? Like, what are you going to do? And um, he says, Nick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 1031 all of this money. <laughs> true, true real estate uh, a, a, a tax hater like me. So, no, um, you're going you're gonna to 1031 this much of it into multifamily, which going from storage to multifamily, you don't hear much of this. You're now, they didn't have a non-compete, so you can now build storage from the ground up. And the last two years of your life has to be the, probably the most stressful time period of, of your career. Is that, is that safe to say? I can't imagine doing a 1031 on 52 self-storage properties, all these tenants, and trying to deploy a bill, you, a 1.5 billion, maybe, maybe you got 900 million in equity in these deals. This is mind-blowing stuff. What, what were you thinking? Like, lead us up to that. Why did you hold out so long? What made you flip and decide, hey, I might be open to selling this thing? So um, I had actually uh, sold some of the West Texas Amarillo sites a couple years earlier, maybe 2019. Um, had it under contract the day the pandemic hit, like hard and like, you know, it was just, it was like, wow, I finally get to, you know, get rid of these sites and we'll, we'll kind of come back to this later because they're tertiary. A lot of the big guys weren't interested in, in those kind of markets. And, you know, previously, I, I, the stuff wasn't, wasn't sellable, um, is what I'd heard from, you know, when I, when I had the discussion. So I finally sold those. Wow. So I, I, I was very stressed about having to spend, you know, great problems, but $50 million and, and 31 money, right? So um, I, I dealt with this broker. Um, I, he actually queued up a couple deals for me, um, you know, really kind of created a good relationship with him. And, um, you know, so, so later... Um, Again, this, this portfolio, which I, I really didn't build to sell. Um, you know, I, I had CBS debt on some of the stuff. Like, I really thought, hey, long term, if I build it for this much and finish it and get it entitled, it's going to be worth this much when I finish. And yes, it's going to take a longer lease up than your normal, you know, two year lease up, right? It's going to take longer than your maybe three year. But over the time, you know, if I am impatient and I believe in this area, which, which I did, um, you know, and my costs are going to be covered, um, you know, at maybe 50% occupancy, right? Everything else is gravy because you have the same fixed costs. So, hey, I'll wait it out. No hurry. Um, I like where I am. I like these properties. And again, I was, um, to kind of fund these, I was doing other deals and I was like, you know, I, I, I would flip stuff, but I would, um, I would uh, do a construction exchange. So really like the 1031 exchange. So that's, you know. Um, You're 1031ing into a construction project. So Meaning, I'm going to sell this property, yeah. we're going to have a profit, and with the profit, I'm going to go roll it into a construction development project. So what you're able to do is uh, you, you, you can buy the land separately or 1031 land to land, and then if you sell something, so I would have these projects ready to go with a, uh, with a permanent hand, and I would, tent, I would, I would find, you know, this, uh, a buyer for some, you know, it could be an industrial property. So other deals I'm doing on the side. So we have, we have creative office, we do some other stuff, maybe some things that didn't fit in the portfolio as well. You're a deal junkie. I had to fund these, I, I had this huge pipeline, yeah. didn't really think about how to fund it, right? So, you know, I was getting out of stuff that, hey, I think this is maxed out. Hey, this Walgreens, um, if I wait till here, they're going to have a kick out. I want to get out of it before. I'm going to go ahead and sell it. And, and, and on, on the, you know, so again, I'm, I'm going to control my own destiny. And what you can do is you can, you, you can go into the building. So if it's $5 million, I, I can do a $5 million investment into the building itself and the building will do a land lease with the um, land. So basically, 
you have two different entities and you can't collapse them for a couple years for tax reasons, but basically you have six months to spend, you know, in this case, $5 million on the building, said construction, and you have to completely spend that all within the, the six month time period from the day you, 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 you complete your sale. So I really like that. Um, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it, it was a way where I can, you know, control my own destiny, invest in my own pipeline, and you know, I was, I was, I was. Your wealth yeah. snowball is rolling down a hill. The wealth is adding up, and instead of taking huge slices off of it when you sell something, you're able to keep it together and keep it accumulating. Right. Compound. Right. Yes. And you know, if you look at, you know, some, some, you, you take accelerated depreciation, and you know, some stuff, legacy stuff, where, hey, wow, this is, my, you know, my, my dad had this property. Um, you know, I, I need to figure out a way to make it tax efficient. So yes, that really helps tax efficiency. So, you know, so this broker, um, you, you know, um, I think the, the thing that first started me even talking about this thing was the- The uh, potential to sell this thing. Yeah, Simply. Simply Storage, when they sold for what they sold for, you know, good it was properties, a block, but- It was a blockbuster yeah, deal. Blackstone really, you know, making the, and again, they wanted a, a banner. Like they bought the Simply platform. For, for they, they saw value in that. Overpaid probably a little bit for the, you know, for the the, t the name of it themselves. I'm like, and then right about the time, you know, the you know, easy storage was 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 huge. So I'm t I'm talking, hey, like, not ready, but just, just if you you know, if you find someone who needs a name or you know needs something like that, just just tell me. I know I'm a couple years away, Max. Like I've no. If, if there's a Blackstone out there willing to give me a billion dollars, <laughs> and that, that was <laughs> kind of that was kind of the question for some price. Like I was like, you know, you know maybe right, but it wasn't, you know. <laughs> So then the guy, you know, my broker who you know, I had a relationship with wasn't just some guy. Was like, I bet your relationship with your broker is a little better now. <laughs> yeah, he, he answers my calls. He answers my calls. Um, okay, so we talk all the time about developers especially. It's a long capital cycle, incredibly capital intensive, cash poor, asset rich. Were there, were there times so. when you're... When you're building this snowball so quickly, you've built 50 of these giant things. You're, maybe you've built 40... Are there times where you're like, wow, I'm literally doubling down after doubling down after doubling down to go bigger and bigger and bigger? And is it, is it stressful or were the early assets producing so well that you felt well capitalized enough to proceed? The systems really helped. We really were able to better leverage some of the, the older assets to points we just weren't before. So having some kind of revenue management, right? Having Cash yeah. out refis to fund. Uh, no, the revenue management, so, so uh, our rates, so yeah. rate management. So but, like, these things are performing, you're, like, yeah, driving rents, correct. they're more valuable, correct. you can go to the bank and correct. you can pull out a couple million bucks to go... Able to, yeah, correct, so able to pull out on the existing assets, which, again, assets, we, we made them more valuable, right, by doing something, by rebranding, by having, you know, so All Storage was, was a brand name, and again, because we had so many in the one area, it was very recognizable, plus we had the same staff, so we could, one district manager could have, you know, 15 sites because they're all within a drive, right? Mm -hmm. And some were probably too close, um, you know, but, you know, again, we, we really kind of committed to areas, right? So revenue management, the key of self-storage, you were early, and you, you've talked about how operationally that's one thing that we got right. Talk, talk briefly about revenue yeah, management. No, I mean, again, just, it, it's, it's hard with smaller sites, you know, hey, you can, you can price stuff and do it manually, but it's portfolio-wide, you know, you have to have these kind of safeguards because, People don't know how to price stuff. They won't want to push stuff. They won't, you know, ECRIs, which are for existing customers. You know, your your your, uh, your managers are, you know, are not going to want to push those. But again, if they have the computer to tell them, hey, this is what we think it should go for, they're going to do it. If you have it on inventory, when you're going down to, you know, from from five units to two units uh, vacant, it's, it's worth something more, right? So the, the whole supply and demand factor is really 
um, kind of fuel that, right? And then, um, you know, we, we also create these sales dashboards for our people on the phone and for people in the, in the, in the sites. Like, like, hey, this is how you're doing in real time. If you get these, these, and these, these KPIs, you're getting bonused on each of them, right? Mm -hmm. So we really also tried to kind of bring buy-in for the employees and kind of show them like, hey, like, you do better, we do better. And we really started marketing too. Like, like pretty good marketing. I mean, you know, we, we've, we were able to attribute certain dollars for marketing spend. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, we, you know, if, if we had the ROI, I was fine spending it to, to lease things, things up. So. And, you, and you guys would do funny things inside of your customer acquisition process. You would do funny things. They'd get funny text messages, and that led to PR and like your brand recognition, similar, similar to what Manhattan Storage does in New York City, how they have those really funny, weird, edgy billboards. You all were having fun with it. It tr tried to be a little irreverent. I mean, we have this big box on the side of the road. Like, <laughs> Huge I mean, box. just like, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, cities love that, by the way. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we, we did get some pushback on zoning because are they gonna put a box here? We're like, no, no, don't worry. So we, we didn't get those in all the all locations, obviously, but um, fun Spe we do. Speaking of development and zoning and dealing with towns, I, I, speaking with many of the folks here, when they tell me they're developers, I have a whole new respect for the developers because I know the brain damage that it takes. My partner and I, we, we built our first facility, we tried to build two more massive failures, waste of time, we learned a lot. You had to have some horror stories of getting these things built, problems. Um, the most competent people in this room are the developers, in my opinion. I, a huge shout out to what they do. You guys built a lot of huge buildings very fast. I mean, it, it's, if this thing is owned by right, I mean, it's, it's more valuable. The entitlements like, are worth something. You know, I, I, would, I would say to people, I mean, it's, it's blood, sweat, and tears. What's the I hardest mean, deal that you've dealt? Do you have a quick horror story of? of I mean, it's just too many to count. Just getting utilities to your, to your site. I mean, just, you, you, you know, the city's promising things to you. And then, yeah, we're just kidding. That's not, you get it in a letter. Yeah, we messed up. Okay, you know, so it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, just, it's, it's, it's just not developer friendly in a lot of ways. And, and some of these are in Texas, right? Mm -hmm. You would think, you know, Texas, but yeah, no, I, I. <laughs> how did you fund, how did you fund your growth? Do you have any, did you have any partners at the time of sale? No partners, no partners. Um, one in one legacy, one legacy deal, and we, mm -hmm. I had a, we, we did a, a buy sell agreement so I could trade out of that as one of my, you know, 56 uh, 1031 exchanges. All right, so you got to tell us. <laughs> gotta, I want to I want to hear about this, the the jigsaw puzzle, the Tetris. <laughs> I mean, when you're when you're 1031 ing and you're like, okay, I'm going to get 1.5 billion. I got to find a way to place this. I only right. have eight or nine hundred million of equity. I got to find some debt as well. The, the clock is ticking. How, tell me, like, were you sitting in front of a spreadsheet, like trying to figure out what added up to what? Literally, literally a spreadsheet. So, um, you know, each, each property you're taking, um, you're, you're actually bringing with you to the new property. Uh, is it, you, the way to do it is as a tenant in common. So you have multiple tenant in commons um, for the equity. You have to replace the same debt. So, um, again, to spend that kind of dollars, you either had to buy a portfolio. So first I had to figure out, like, what I'm going to buy. <laughs> um, and, you know, again, the construction exchange was no longer an option. Um, I thought, you know, storage is going to be a big part of it. I mean, storage just got too crazy. I mean, storage, I mean, it's, you, you know. We were, we were prepping for this, and we were having a quick conversation, and you used the word frothy with storage, which kind of made, how do you feel about storage right now? I mean, you can't be too bullish if you just trade it out of all, almost all of it. Yeah, so we, we, have, we have five more. Uh, so I, I didn't end up selling my, my pipeline. Like, Ooh, yeah. they let you keep that too? They let me, my, my pipeline, I, I had in a separate deal and- The brand a, name? 
There's not, yeah, brand name I keeping. There's a non-compete though in that, in that pipeline deal and we ended up not going forward on that. So um, I'm pretty happy about it actually. Like, you know, I, I, at, the, at the time, you know, again, a lot of money, but like I, I, I do want to be back in storage. So yeah, the, we just opened our first one since the transaction uh, in Saginaw, Texas. He's back, it took him eight months. As an all storage, so. <laughs> Um, as an all storage, as same an all brand. Storage. Same brand, but we're, we're, doing, we're trying third party for a change just because we don't have scale mm -hmm. and to try to open up some of my time because that was my, that was, I mean, you know, over half my time. Maybe, yeah, maybe, bef yeah, before we talk about your life yeah. now and what you're trying to manage, because a lot of people here are capital allocators, a lot of people here are generating serious wealth, going to think about how they might want to diversify. Why, why multi? Yeah, um, so. That's a big bet. Yeah, no, I mean, so at, at the time, like, there was, um, there was the same cap rates primary and tertiary markets, the, even the value-add self-storage properties were, were within, within points of the same cap rate as these brand new Class A deals, right? So, so again, I, I love storage more than the next guy. Like, you're my new best friend. So, you don't, just don't know it yet. Um, but, I'll take it. <laughs> but, I, I'm just looking at, you know, this is brand new stuff, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to, you know, do, you know, run through the property. I don't do the inspections. Everything's under warranty. I'm getting this for the same cap as, you know, an old secondary. So it's just. And you're talking like a, a big old a 80s vintage property in Yuma is trading the same as a downtown Phoenix. There, everything, the market was so efficient at the time. And this is, this is the end of last year. Everybody's um, getting the same debt. Everybody's, everybody's got the same management. Everybody's every, got the caps are the caps are the same everywhere. Wow. Are, are you seeing that too nationally? Like, or, or, or I mean, with the sophisticated buyers and super brokers, I mean, the cap rates were the exact same. Technology is leveling the playing field in storage from the small deals to the bigger deals, and it's frustrating for us. I mean, I'm I'm as bearish on self storage as I've ever been, just because it's so hard out there right now. But okay, so you saw the same opportunities in the small towns as you did the big towns. Uh, chose chose the big towns. That's a good, good bet. And, and a lot of development, so. Yes, yeah, so a lot, lot of CFO deals, and we, you know, I, I, luckily I was able to, uh, we, we got one four pack, so four big buildings at the same time, right. which, you know, was, was helpful, right? It's a little easier on the spreadsheet of 1031s. And some of them you could buy when they CFO or got the certificate of occupancy, which gave me time to actually work on the closing. So again, not had closing all at once was great. So our, our deal uh, officially closed on December 1st. I had my next my first 1031 lined up December 2nd. So the... Um, if, you, if that would have closed two days later, you would not have had the money to... I would not have had the money to... Yeah, I would have lost my, my <laughs> so hard, man, my, my fully hard $3 million deposit. Um, so yeah. you're, about to, you're about to make seven, eight hundred, nine hundred million dollars and you're trying to buy a building and you're just, please close, please close. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a little, yeah, it was trying time and again the, the you're running um, out of one closing with a check i got it i have it my, my escrow company instead of you know sending it to the accommodator had to directly wire <laughs> back to the you know and again we have every every, every property is a tenant common with the you know so the financing because you again had to play the existing debt like so it, it was it was pretty wild right and uh, you know i mean i'm stressed out just sitting here and i wasn't doing <laughs> plus not also having the understanding like i had a system with storage like i had everything you know we had we had we had our you know we had everything to roll up we could see everything from a from one place we didn't have that you went from a, a relatively stress-free operation of managing these self-storage facilities you know what you have you have the people in place you have the team to now i'm going to go buy a multifamily here i'm going to go do a ground up storage here um, a couple other asset classes as well, or no? Just storage and multi? 
Uh, yeah, we, and we're doing we're doing more stuff, but again, it's just it, the problem is like how do you figure out how do you not you know? You, how have you, you made that have mental to... shift from okay, self storage operator to I'm my own family office now? And you said something super fascinating to me in the hallway. I don't have a money manager. I don't I don't have a consultant manage my my wealth. I mean, I'm not, I'm 90% real estate and the other 10% real estate. So <laughs> <laughs> believe in believe in real estate. <laughs> believe in real estate with you folks. Um, so, how, how, how about you? I mean, how yeah, do you, what would you tell me? How so, do you make no? How, I mean, how do you make the same decisions? Because again, you're you're really good. You're you're elite at this one thing. Can you hand money over to somebody else to to do? And again, how do you take the same question you asked me about taking money at the table? You've created generational wealth. I mean, and, so I'm going to use this as an opportunity to ask you to answer <laughs> a personal question about me. I get a lot of me and my business partner Dan. We've had a heck of a three-year run here. Um, we've seen our net worth explode, all because of the bull run in storage, right? Um, I think you played a little bit of part in it. Just to... <laughs> I could, we could talk about that. <laughs> um, I don't think I did, but um, many people tell me, Eric Weatherholt's a good friend of mine. We were fly fishing the other day, and he's like, Nick, why don't you sell and put $20 million in your bankroll? And I was like, first of all, it's not that much. But second of all, my life wouldn't be a whole more, lot different. More, right? More? <laughs> you, you can tell us. <laughs> Like, how, do you th how did you think about that? Okay, you sold some things. Did you, did you ever like, okay, I have the bunker money set aside, now I can go have fun? You kept doubling down. You first. <laughs> I'm asking you, like, should I sell or should I hold? <laughs> it's scary out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, th I think, you, you know, I know you're, I know you're you know, half teasing. Again, when you trust the assets, I mean, you know, you can, it's, I, I, think, I think you can, you can play around. Obviously, there's the, Kind of wealth growing part of your career where you're really out, out chasing more and again you know the, the risk and cap rate affects the you know how you know the return obviously um you know it's yeah uh, you know it, it's been interesting i'm i getting very hungry uh, you know we're, we're both still young um it's it's uh you know stopping especially when you trust in real estate and all the all the advantages it gives you you know, I, I again, I feel safe with my with, with with the roast that I have for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I can control. You know, allocation to the stock market. I, I mean, I you know, I I'm I'm not very good with it. I, I don't understand it. I can't keep up. It's not it's not my business. I, I recommended don't have the, every I recommended everybody by Facebook and Baba about a year ago. So I'm looking like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but so. Should I sell some and put some money aside, or should I trust the process? And, and, and basically, you built an empire where, okay, I don't need to sell because we're making a million dollars a month. Let's go. But you, we can refi tax-free. I mean, you know, it's, again, it's, it's some people need to see the stuff in the bank. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've obviously tried to minimize my my income as much as possible and try to go for that that long wealth stuff. And now, I'm, you know, I'm trying to like, you know, that kind of planning is like is hard, but I'm, you know, it's a great problem to have. I, again, I want to I want to protect it, you know. So you know, I, I do want to have like a you know a little bit of a you know protected position there. Like I, you know, I don't think would I do the same thing I did uh, again. I mean, probably not. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, again, having you know, by, by this larger facilities. Yes, you're you have a category killer there. Yes, you're you're building you know three or four sites at the same time. And yes, it works for for scale. If you understand scale, I understand scale. Fair. <laughs> But your buyer pool, smaller, you're taking, you know, I had a ton of vacancy. I had brand new sites that were coming online, even in, you know, there's seasonality. I had sites coming on in bad times, like. November, December, gonna, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, you're taking that, you know, you're taking that risk, you're, you're taking the, you know, the carry risk. 
it's just, you know, it's... And they it's, gave you, they gave you a, an offer you couldn't refuse of, what's this thing going to be worth in an ideal world three years from now when it's full? Show I, me the money, baby. I had a ton of vacancy. They just, I, I'd opened stuff in the last year, and they're, you know, they're telling me, hey, we'll, we'll give you a, we'll give you a pro forma, you know, a four cap for that, or less, actually. I, I, I believe it was a two and a half cap, they, yes, on, on existing. Um, so... I'm literally sitting here speechless. So you know, again, how, how, how are you gonna? You have you have a five-year-old, a three-year-old. They, they got the box though. They got the bo you know they got a couple of the boxes. You have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. How are you gonna raise good kids when this just happened and this bomb dropped on your life? A, a, a blessing, a positive bomb. I, my part, my fear. I'm on a whole other level than you. But how how are you gonna like struggle with Grace being a father and like other areas of life are not gonna be as easy as you know, your run in real estate this last 10 years, even though it's been a serious struggle, but like the success is not always as evident, right? How do you think about that? I know it's, it's, a, it's very open-ended question. It, it's so hard not to be able to solve a problem. Like, and hearing your kid cry is so different than hearing, you know, another kid cry. It's your kid, it just, it, 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 it just goes to the heart. It goes to the, you know? Um, it's, it's been, a, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how, how different it's, it's been. I mean, I, you know, I, I the, the, the the time I want to share and do stuff with them, it just, it's just, uh, it's... Your wife is probably thrilled that you're running around now doing about 10 asset <laughs> classes trying to find managers, and it's crazier I than told, Oh, yeah, things are going to be easier after I sell. <laughs> things are going to be easier. Um, you know, it, it's hard. And, yeah. you know, again, we, we really try to model. I mean, we, nothing's really changed for us. Mm -hmm. um, we just, you know, um, we, we've... I, I've asked my wife, because she's more emotionally intelligent. I'm only child. My dad was... You know, a workaholic, amazing. We were closer later in life, but I didn't see him as a kid. He was, you know, again, he had was so hungry and so so driven. You know, he was he was he was out empire building, right? And again, I'm, I'm I, I appreciate what he did so much, but you know, I, I didn't have you know, my dad didn't you know wasn't taking me to school. I wasn't I wasn't getting the, the park kids. My dad, I wasn't you know, my dad was working weekends, right? And he mm -hmm. again, and rightly so, he, you know. But I mean, my my wife says, go to the store, look at something you want. And don't buy it. And doing things like that, and kind of creating these behaviors where you're not making impulse buys, where you're, you know, you're trying to set the right. I mean, you know, even, you know, we don't have a nanny currently, but even when we we had one, are they are they speaking respectfully? Are they, you know, are they are they are they demanding, or are they speaking to her like like part of the family? Like, is there respect there? I mean, what what do you think? I mean, you're multimillionaire. It's it's. Uh, I want to teach my kids how to struggle with grace. Um, I think, and I talked to so many smart people, I loved your answer just now, like the kids who are given everything and the parents who solve their problems, I, those are the kids that turn into assholes. And I just don't want my kids to be, to be assholes. I want them to, yeah. <laughs> I, I, want them to I want them to learn how to struggle with grace. I'm, I'm almost too hard on my little three-year-old because I'm not just gonna give in and give him everything he wants even though it's ridiculous. I shouldn't fight every little battle. Um, I love them, I hang out with them all the time, but like, I want them to, like, if they do something wrong in life, I'm not gonna be the dad that yells at the coach or calls the judge to get them out of a problem. I'm gonna let them like, be held accountable and teach them how to, to work hard. So, but like doing that when life is different and you're staying at the Four Seasons and you know, your level's a totally different level, but uh, that, that's something that I spend a lot of time thinking about and I don't know the answer. I think I think boundaries are are so important. Like again, I didn't know this. Like kids really need them. Like it's mm -hmm. it's it's you know you think you're being a friend. You think you're doing okay. Go ahead. You actually you know you're doing a disservice. Like to me, that's I don't know, mm -hmm. not necessarily something I would I would have thought. I love it. 
Um, oh, I have a hundred questions here for you. Can we, can we talk about about something about you know you 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 have classes and you have one on one office hours with people. What other person of your of your magnitude? Why are you doing this? Like why? Like again, it's not worth it for you to spend an hour and spend time with all these different people. It's, for these classes, I mean, are you you're not making it as much as real estate. Why why are you doing this? My business partner asks me the same thing quite often. <laughs> no, I think. Um, when I think about my goals in life, it's to, I don't know what they are yet, but I know that an audience will help me achieve those goals. I want to impact as many business owners as I can in a positive way. I think my, as, as Twitter hammers me on the hiring overseas, I think that message, if I can just spread that one message to a couple hundred business owners in my life, I will have made a drastic impact on not only them, but their family history. Because hiring overseas is, is an amazing thing that can happen to small entrepreneurs just like everybody in this room. Um, but no, I think I, a little bit of selfish reasons too, like you'll do a consulting call with somebody and they'll become a friend and okay, I can't close this deal. Nick, like here's a great deal that happened in, that's happened twice Two people that I, that paid me to look at a storage deal for them, brought me a storage deal later. And there's plenty of storage deals. We me and Dan had dinner last night in a room of 12 people. I think I'd given advice to almost all of them and they were kicking butt like two, three, four, six, 12 facilities that they had bought. That's pretty freaking cool. Um, but it, this is also just a very unique time. I want to use the last couple of minutes. Interest rates are up 300 basis points. I see, I'm, I'm talking, I'm asking everybody how they're, what, what they're doing, what they're thinking about. I'd say 70% of people here are, are bearish right now. Compared to last year, we come here to reconvene. I have 11 properties under contract. Everybody's kicking ass. Rates are low. Let's fucking go. It's like a huge party, right? Last night, we were at dinner, and at one point, we are all just looking at each other going, uh, <laughs> what's going to happen here? And if rates go up another 200 basis points and they stay there for three or four years, there's 240 people here, probably 40 of them, 40 of us, could have serious problems. How do you, how do you think about this? You just doubled back down. I'm sure you've locked your debt or you got some bridge debt. Like, how, how do we think about this? Where do you see the economy going? I'm not going to be the one to bet against America. I think if I had to put money on it, I'm a 60% bull, 40% bear. But now that I have something to lose, now that I have investor money, I spend a lot more time protecting that downside. Yeah. Um, that's why when new investors ask me for advice, I'm like, I'm not the guy you want to ask for advice because I'm risk off. I made a lot of freaking money the last two years. Why would I waste my energy trying to lose that or risk losing it? How do you think about it? It's just funny how everybody thinks that you, you owe them stuff, you owe them advice. I mean, I just, I, the, the matter of free advice, it just, <laughs> is, I, I, you know, I, anyway, a lot of respect. I mean, honestly, I, I. Are you going to get on Twitter? Are you going to get serious about Twitter? <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I, I we, we're actually light bulb capital group now. Um, right. We're actually trying to become a family office. We're trying to, instead of, you know, hey, unknown private investor buy. So we're, we're trying to create like, a, you know, a, a, a better mousetrap, mm -hmm. right? And, and again, before, like, I was having to get on these calls with these sellers, and hi, I'm, I'm Jay. Like, I have a couple of stores. Like, they, they had no idea who I was, right? So, and I'm, I'm having to sell myself to buy to, to buy these properties. And again, I and attract talent. And attract talent. Yeah, talent mm -hmm. attraction. Like we mentioned, was huge. I mean, I you know, I, I loved your. I, you know, <laughs> I was talking to a small business owner, and he goes, "The best billboard you can place is on the way to your office for your employees to see." And I was like, "Wow, that's that's actually really important. Like having having a brand that you're behind of." You know, I'm going to work for William and Connolly. I'm going to work for Blackstone. It's like they create a big, the pride, big especially deal. in today's. I mean, oh my God. Um, you know, I I do think um, 
prop tech is, 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 you know, not that it's not big now. I, I, I do think the reliance on that. Actually, my, my friend here, um, uh, Chris Moreno, Mr. Prop Tech, uh, raise your hand, Chris, if you're, if you're here somewhere. We can't see anything, so he, <laughs> um, he actually, um, uh, uh, so he, uh, one of his first comes with Laundry Locker, then he, uh, Luxure One, you know, the package delivery, which has become like a, you know, a staple for all multifamily, which again, I, wasn't as much of a multifamily person as I am now. Well, you all probably know more than I do about multifamily. Um, um, so uh, it's, you know, uh, and now he works for uh, Zeal, um, which they, they do um, electric charging, uh, XEAL, um, but he also, like, he's like the U of, of, of PropTech, like he, he, he uh, advises founders on boards, he, he invests, you know, so anyway, but it, it's just really interesting um, and he's doing that off the back of a personal brand that he can leverage, he can get access, and you think that that might be valuable. I mean, the way my personal brand has changed my life, half my hires, we have 52 people now or more at our company, I lose track. Many of them came through Twitter. Almost, I'd say indirectly attributable, 70% of the people who work for me came through Twitter. A lot of our deal flow, we've raised $30 million, almost all of it came from Twitter. Um, obviously, you don't need a lot of those things because you've, you've done it. So maybe you look at it as I don't really have a lot to gain if I go online. I, I, I am again. I, I am worried. There, there's concerns, right? Like there's there's times where I want to I, I want to comment. I don't want to be taken the wrong way. Like again, there's don't want to get canceled. I, I'm not worried about that, obviously. <laughs> Honestly, multifamily too is different. Like there's people that I mean, there's I've heard some interesting stories when you kind of me mess with when you're involved in the way people live. It's different. Storage? Yeah, we made yeah. a couple million dollars. We raised everybody's rent 30%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that doesn't go over well, right? Uh, no, it's supposed it, to be a joke. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's, no, there's no joking, right? And yeah. it, it, there's, there's a whole cancel kind of land, all landlords. And is, is there, you know, I don't know. The so, internet's a scary place for landlords. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I really, um, I, I do think we, we need more of the, um, there's enough for everybody, there's enough pie. I feel like there's, I feel like there's not that, um, I, I, for example, you sharing your, you know, your secret, your blueprints. I mean, that's, that's incredible. I, f I feel like that's, that's not something that would exist in previous, you know, years. Not just you're talking to other people, but again, you're, you're, you're sharing your technology. You're sharing, you know, again. You and you know, think that has moved the self-storage market? I, I mean, completely, completely. I mean, people, speak, you know, people, again, look at your followers. If every one of those people talks to a couple of people about it. I guess if you've been following me for a year, then maybe there are a lot of people that I don't even know that are getting more bullish on storage because no, I, of my I th tweets. I, th I think it matters. Um, I do think, um, you know, I, I do think there's going to be more reliance on prop tech. I think with the wages and everything going, I think, um, you know, multifamily has not seen the kind of the same disruption as storage has. Mm. I think there's the... So there's some operation. Yeah. There's some. <laughs> yeah. There's some operational levers you can pull in multifamily to add value. You're saying. You know, I I I think it exists, and I think there's smarter ways to do, and I think there's better ways to kind of mess with the, you know, the ways people are doing things. Again, are you going to buy a property management company? Oh, it's too much work. You have to deal with people. You have to deal with people. No, it's you know, it's. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Property management. Everyone I've spoken to is either getting out of it because of how hard it is to hire. Their margins are, are kind of going down. I mean, I, I, you I can know. only speak on self-storage, but I think the, one of the biggest risks in self-storage right now is that allocators are not putting aside enough money to feed their management company in a healthy way. And if you enter a recession when rents are flat or vacancies high, or you just have to hit these damn projections that you had to underwrite to buy these deals, and you don't have enough money to hire good people to manage your properties, 
Um, I know that I charge a higher management fee than any other self-storage operator here, and I know that I barely make money doing property management, and I would not do property management third party, if that tells you anything. Very much so. So it's a hard yeah. business that has been neglected, and it's easy to neglect in a good time. When things are really ripping, it's really easy to say, oh, I don't need a profitable management company. But if you're not getting paid, if you're not doing deals, if you're not doing refinances, you got to pay your people. And yeah. what's going to do it besides for management fees? Right, right. And that's, that's again, the incentives aren't really aligned either. I mean, if you save people money on expenses, it, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's off the gross revenue, right? So it's just, there's not complete alignment. So it, it's interesting. Um, so you're, you're going to spend the next year of your life getting organized as a family office? Is that your plan? <laughs> I, I do think having cash on the sidelines for kind of what, what transpires, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be long. I do think office is going to come back. I think You're sitting heavy cash right now? I, I think so. I think, you know, I, I think that's the move. I, I think, you know, obviously protect it for your positions. But, I, yeah, I do Low think Low leverage? Low. I mean, you know, not, well, not, what not over leverage. What would you say LTV you'd feel comfortable? Like, like, there's a GP out here who's buying a multifamily deal, storage deal. Yeah. If you were, obviously, you're, if you're extremely well capitalized, you don't need a ton of leverage. But what do you think? I mean, that's the, that's the demise for all of us, the great demise. Yeah, no, I, th I think so. I mean, I, I, th I think... I, I, I think the, the focus on the IRR is going to have to change, obviously, the short term, right? I, you know, again, show cash on cash, show cash flow, figure other ways to... Well, that just went away with these interest rates, so we're, we really can't buy anything. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I, I do think with Office coming back in a, in a, in a way, which, again, I, I think we'll get there, I feel like all those investors kind of coming going off the, you know, to the sidelines has kind of pushed everybody to the same kind of markets, the same kind of, you know, mm -hmm. kind of way. You know, well, I, I, I think that'll, I think that'll, that'll change. I think that'll soften. You know, I, I just, I, I don't see rates staying this, this crazy during, during the yeah, election. Yeah, let's, let's do something that I'm going to hold you absolutely not accountable for. <laughs> two years from now, interest rates right now, 6.5%. Where are they two years from now, if you had to make a, just a wild guess? You know, again, barring mm -hmm. unforeseen, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, 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 do th I do think we're, um, I think they're going to kind of normalize and, and go down from where they are today. Yeah. I, I just do. I, yeah. I just I don't, you know, I just don't think it's feasible. Everybody's, every refinancing is going to, yeah, I, I just, I cannot see them going as aggressive when there's a, uh, an election term. I, I just let's, can't. Let yeah. is, let's end on that. Thank <laughs> the, I hope you're right. <laughs> no, Jay, this has been phenomenal. I hope I did okay trying to get as much value out of you. You're an excellent guy to interview and idol for many people here. A ton of respect for what you've done. Um, it's absolutely incredible, man. Thank you for sharing your knowledge right here on the stage with us. Really well, thank you, Nick. Uh, obviously, you're, you're also the person everyone came in here to see. Such a rock star. Thank you.